following takes place between midnight and 1 a.m. on the day of the Gundam primary. Events occur in real time. Alright, welcome back to episode 55 of Gundam at MHQ, the uh, AARP edition, because now we're able to get that um, cheap car insurance and all the discounts at like your local eateries for my 25 cent coffees and stuff. So, Denny's, I'm looking at you. Yes. Yeah, so, no, actually, I'm looking at the McDonald's because they have really good coffee now. Oh, get out of here. But um, this is it. This is uh, the Double Nickel, episode 55. This is one of your hosts, Neo. Of course, I'm always joined with uh, Chris and Solbro. Guys, say hello to the fans out there. Hey, yo. Goodbye. Oh, <laughs> man. Terrible. But in this episode, we're going to st- we're starting a new anime roundup, and th- we're going to be doing it a little bit different than we've done the ones for uh, Gundam and Macross, as we're not going to be doing this each consecutive episode. We're just going to kind of do them as we do them. And uh, the first installment of what is going to be known as uh, Gits or Ghosts in the Shell uh, roundup will be the uh, 1995 uh, feature film Ghost in the Shell and we'll be discussing some of our uh, thoughts about that movie and like I said we'll be just kind of doing and we'll be also be doing these in production order so it'll be after uh, next will be the first series then the second gig series Innocence and the Solid State Society movie so Sweet. it's kind of the reason why we're not going to uh, be doing them in consecutive episodes so we'll just be kind of pushing them out there and in the last uh, segment of uh, today's episode, we'll be discussing um, kind of an anime take or kind of an anime wish list of some past shows. Uh, if they were to do a new season, if they did it in the uh, very popular format of 24, the recently, I guess, recently canceled show, right, guys? You guys watch it. I don't. We like to say concluded. Oh, concluded. <laughs> I'm sorry. And uh, I, I, uh, as many people may not know uh, the 24 show is very popular in uh, Japan so it's, it'd just be kind of funny and some of our thoughts and we actually uh, this is from a post that uh, Solbro put on Twitter and Facebook we'll actually be reading some of the uh, the feedback that he received on both uh, both media so uh, but before we get into that got some great news for you guys and this is actually going to be a weird news segment because in some ways it's like we use these old traditional hard news things, and then some we're using the new way of uh, getting some news stories here. Right on. And, of course, uh, these are some of the listener-submitted news articles, and I also thank everybody for their posts. And if you have any articles that you think might be uh, relevant to what we talk about here on Gundam, you can always post those on the news listener-submitted news articles thread in the Gundam form in the overall Mechatalk uh, board. So uh, the first one here. And I feel like I should be like live from CNBC. Um, <laughs> this is actually from Talkman, and he's uh, from MarketWatch. I feel like I'm at work. I'm quoting the MarketWatch.com site, and uh, this first one. And everybody, sky is falling. Sky is falling. Uh, but Navar Corporation, who owns um, Funimation, is looking to uh, sell that part of their... Oh my god, it's the end of the world! Everything's gonna end wrong in the sky! Oh my god! Damn. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. 
but Navarre is a publisher and a leading distributor of uh, computer software, home entertainment media, and related products. And quote by uh, their chief executive, they're basically, Navarre is pursuing a more focused strategy now that we have substantially reduced our debt and improved operating margins. We are focusing on efforts to drive revenue, particularly in new product lines. So there, he says... They're going to be concentrating efforts in other distribution and software publishing businesses, and they recently acquired a uh, new software company. So it looks like they're, you know, it's it's just one of those things in this Trans- type. Translate of- that corporate speak for us. What does it mean in English? <laughs> Basically, it means that uh, Funimation is not making as much as we'd like it to make. So we're just going to try to pawn this off to another company, and we're trying to get back to what we did. Um, you know what we used to do, and and this was probably something they bought. Um, you know when during the anime boom, and they were you know it's just not doing what it's supposed to be doing anymore. And it, in a lot of ways, it's good. It's good that this company's realizing that maybe this portion of their of their of their corporation, they're just they don't have the incentive or um, you know the leadership to really mess with it anymore. So I, I think in the end, it might be a good thing, depending on who buys it. Unless it's like uh, what was it, Sector Nine or Section Nine? What was uh, what did ADV become? I forgot what that was all. Uh, section Nine, you're, think, you're thinking it gets. Wasn't it? Wasn't it Section something or it was? It was Section Twenty Three. Section Twenty Three. Yeah. So as long as they don't buy it, I think it'll be a good thing. Dude, if there was a Section Nine anime company, that'd be awesome. It would be. Be be uh, uh it'd be very narrow offerings though. It's all cyberpunk all the time. All Ghost in the Shell all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> but so you know, including Ghost in the Shell and 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 they and they actually they actually say some good things in here. Funimation's uh, results have met expectations, and um, you know they're uh, growing their business with uh, co- uh, co-producing some anime contact, social networks, and digital broadcasting. But for whatever reason, this is you know Navarre just took a look at their company and they said this is just a portion of it that is not we're not really focusing in anymore. So. Um, let Not all... enough synergy. We need synergy. Synergy. Exactly. <laughs> Let all the doom and gloom begin. We need rebranding. Synergy. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess Dragon Ball Kai isn't selling as well. As oh, <laughs> damn. Market trends. Market trends. Synergy. <laughs> synergy. We need uh, inverse and adverse relationships. And uh, don't, don't worry. Disney's waiting to buy them. <laughs> we need to grow our customer base. They've been in the buying mood lately. It, just, it's it's the old corporate steak. Is we need to grow our customer base. We need to grow... Grow our core business, but reduce our obligations and debt. We need to use the tools of today to fight the challenges of tomorrow. Exactly. Exactly. Call that corporate speak. Thank you. <laughs> corporate I, I, I almost, I almost, almost felt compelled to throw out a hundred and ten percent, but then I remember that's a that's a sports cliche, not yeah. a business cliche. So yeah. If, if, if Funimation was owned by like the Yankees, yeah, okay. <laughs> They wanted to sell that anime more than we did. <laughs> Tomorrow is another day. We have another game. We're just going to focus 110%. back, give 110%, do what we do, because that's what we do. And do what, what we, we do know we, we can do. We know what we do, but sometimes we don't do it. But we know <laughs> that we have to do it, and we'll do it 110%. So I uh, definitely thank uh, Mr. Tuckman for that um, for that article, and we will keep you updated on that as the sky is falling. I repeat, I wish, we, I wish this was a video podcast and we just have a scroll. Warning! Funimation to be sold by Navarre Corp. <laughs> a ticker across the screen in all caps. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's because of o- flashing red. It's because of Obama. We might, we, just, did it. we might as well just put Fox News right next to that. 
So, but thank you, Mr. Talkman, on that. Uh, second um, article here is from Mr. Jabman025, oh. and he references the Nikon blog spot. And if you go there, and if you look at his link on the newest listener submitted news articles thread, um, there remember a long time ago, uh, Gundam Unicorn. Oh. I've almost oh. forgot about it. So long. Yes. <laughs> but um, that you know, how can you forget something that never existed? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember. But um, I'm trying real hard. Yeah, it's um, uh, you know the 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 first episode was released a couple months ago, and the and the next episode two won't be released probably probably they say fall, but you never know. But there is a new trailer for it, oh. and um, not just one like simple still shot. Well, there's a lot on the Nikon block spot. He's got a bunch of. Um, a bunch of stills, and then there's also uh, some a trailer. No, this is official trailer from Bandai. Right on. You get to see um, another picture of um, mullet, mullet, uh, mullet char. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of low rent char, this is mullet char, and um, yeah, and some of the other characters in there. So uh, definitely um, check that out if you're a fan of Gundam Unicorn and and you need a fix before autumn, as we like to call him, full frontal. And party in the back as as we. <laughs> oh, but he he. I guess he'd be a new inductee into the uh, Solid Snake uh, Hair Club for men. There you go. Uh, full frontal. He's got he's got that he's got that massive mullet, dude. It's on point. And uh, so, so thank you, Mr. Chapman, on that. The next is from um, one of our listeners from across the pond, uh, Snoop Six One Nine, and uh, he's actually referencing a Twitter feed for uh, UK Anime Network and. Oh, right on. And it uh, looks like um, the the people in the UK are going to get into 2008, 2009. Um, they're going to get uh, such things as Double O Season 2. Oh, actually, they get the 90s, too. Um, <laughs> um, Outlaw Star and the Zeta movies. Get out so, of town. So if you're a UK listener, uh, definitely check that out. He's got a link to that, and I can't believe I'm using Twitter as a news reference. But well, Welcome to the club. Welcome. Well, <laughs> Welcome to Welcome to my world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I know how Chris feels. <laughs> Man. But um <laughs> thank you, Mr. Stoops, for that submission. Uh next one is from Boshito. And this is from the Nikon blog spot, and there is going to be the Sunrise Festival, uh two thousand ten. And if you're lucky enough to be in Japan during those times, it's in August. And um I don't know if I'd want to be there for August seventh, because that's a, a day on night. Ooh. So <laughs> everything must go. Sounds deadly. <laughs> so, sounds deadly. <laughs> everything must die. <laughs> I bet you the organizers are gonna. It, 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 the uh, the event goes from August seventh to September the third. I bet you the organizers are gonna be like, "Wow, there's not as many people for the opening night as we thought there would be." Well, well, it is a day on night. They're probably scared. Dang. It's kind of like. I want to get bazookas in the face. It's it's kind of like when um oh, when they were Duke. celebrating the. Uh, well, they're celebrating the launch of the Macross, the SDF-1. <laughs> it's like, do you really want to remember stuff like that? Um, do such- you want to be on the island? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. When that thing takes off. <laughs> um, and uh, on August 8th to the 14th is called Early Sunrise Week, and they're going to be showing some of the early works by Sunrise, including Zambot 3 with Exploding Humans, uh, Mecha Zabungle, Blue Comet, SPT, Lasner. And Yoridin Samurai Troopers. Oh. And on the 14th, they're going to have a special event called Wataro Night, which I have no clue what that is. Maybe you can enlighten me, Chris, if you know what it is. No idea. Okay. Right. So it seems like a very Japanese thing then. 
No round eyes allowed. Um, Out of the loop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from the August 15th to the 21st is Gundam Week. Imagine that. I, I was wondering when they'd have a Gundam Week during the Sunrise Festival. And it's going to include um, such things as the MS Gundam versions, the MS uh, Zeta g- movie versions, uh, Shars Counterattack, and the... Uh, why do they have to do the Turn A movie versions? Mm. They're not bad, but... <laughs> And um, a special event on the 21st is Everybody's Universal Century Night. So I don't know what that means, but... Everybody's? Everybody's. Get out of here, man. That's yeah. awesome. All colony drops all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Heads up. All, all mass gassings all the time. Are they going to replay the... Thir- are they going to reenact a 30 bunch incident? <laughs> you know how they have like uh, Civil War reenactors? They have- First 30 visitors get free gas masks. <laughs> Uh, it was a gasp. <laughs> and and a uh, mummified baby. Woo. <laughs> so we have Civil War reenactors. They have uh, one-year war reenactors. Operation British. <laughs> Sorry, Australia. Okay, imagine... Trying to be really realistic here. <laughs> imagine this. You're on a colony. The gas didn't kill you, and you see that you're flo- floating into Australia. Act... Act uh, horrified. <laughs> and and sandstorms made of the particles of decomposing people. Yeah. Nice. Uh, from the 22nd, August 22nd, 28th, is Braves Week. And it's going to uh, feature many of the titles um, from the 90s Brave series. Brave X-Kaiser, uh, Brave Express Might Gain, uh, Brave Command Dagwin, and King of Braves nice. Go Galgar. That is like... That is the one where you could develop diabetes and that with the sugar rush that you would experience. And especially, Sweet. now this is the special event I want to go, go to on the 28th, Gal Geiger night. Mm. So that means that you have to scream everything when you talk to people. Hot-blooded, man. Yeah, very hot-blooded. Hot-blooded, man. Pass the sake. <laughs> and it's great. I, I think this is fitting to, to wrap up the festival from the August 29th to September 3rd. Let me now, re- now remember, mm-hmm. before you butt in, Solbro. Oh. Um, <laughs> now remember I was just going to take a guess man I didn't yeah, give yeah. you the floor yet oh, right, go ahead. think of this as the senate um, as you remember on August 7th we opened this festival with the day on night right on so what better way could you close the uh, sunrise festival mm-hmm. now remember we, we had uh, you know some of the early works uh, Gundam and then Braves right. what would be such a great uh, theme what, how would you close up the week uh, and think a day on night but not destiny no. <laughs> no. Which is funny. I don't see that Man, this, shown anywhere. This is Sunrise we're talking about. This week is going to be shows that reference Jupiter Week because there's a many. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're wrong. Chris, you, would you like a guess? Unless you're looking at the article. Oh, man. I, Destiny is my guess. Oh. It's actually going to be Votomes Week. Oh. So everybody's uh, pissed off AT pilot. Nice. Is is going to be there, and they're going to show the latest edition of the Votomes television series, The Phantom Arc. Uh, they're also going to show Armored Trooper Votomes, Pales and Files, and um, the special event on September 3rd is Votomes Night. Hmm. So I don't know what that is, but oh, let's do imagine. <laughs> a lot of brooding, <laughs> a lot of killing, and... Um, you know stuff like that, but um, I'd like to thank Mr. Bushido for that. And if anybody is uh, lucky enough to be in Japan uh, during that time, I'd definitely check that out because um, the 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 prices are pretty pretty affordable um, for the week. So, you know, like for the first three weeks, it's twelve twelve thousand five hundred yen, 
and eleven thousand for the last week if you wanted like week long passes. So wow, that's pretty pretty good. A lot of good stuff there. Photos, but, man, uh, that's the place to be. I, I bet that I bet that a day on night's going to be very sparse. <laughs> Nobody wants to be there. Bring your red shoulders. I wonder if anybody <laughs> will cosplay as the little girl. Uh, <laughs> with detachable hip. <laughs> yes. Oh, um, all right, and our last um, our last article here, and this was a late edition, and uh, this is actually from the Nanatos, and uh, Mr. Chris actually references too. Uh, he's such a roving reporter, that Chris. And this is uh, referenced on the Anime News Network, and this is an interview uh, with that they did with uh, Gainix's Haruki Yagama. And uh, there's a lot of crap about Evangelion and crap that we really don't care about, but <laughs> the stuff that we really like <laughs> is, uh, and this is a question the Anime News Network posed to him. You mentioned on the Gainax history panel that you went to Bandai and offered to do a Gundam o- OVA, which they turned down. Before they gave you money for Homeise, home uh, what would that OAV been about? And uh, brace your socks, your Gundam fans, because this is what could have been. I'm holding them. Um, <laughs> Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Hiroyuki's response is, they brought out some Gundam Plamu models, and they had these characters named Johnny Raiden and Shin Masagana. Masanaga. Masanaga. And Johnny Raiden wrote in a uh, Red Zaku-like char, so I guess people would went to buy the Plamuth, they thought it was Char because it was red, but it actually wasn't. So we went to Bandai and asked them if they could have made an OVA based on those guys. Wow. What if? What a scam. And uh, uh, (laughs) Anime News Network is like, interesting, would you still do that today, given the opportunity? Well, back, and this is Mr. Yagama's um, response, back then it was the only original, back then there was only the original series, and people actually knew the product, so it probably would have been cool, but no one knows it. Rich, I don't know. That's terrible. So that's what could have been. And then, like I said, there's a bunch of crap about Ava and 2.0 and stuff like that. And you don't really care because no one cares about Ava. So <laughs> that's the uh, that's the news. And thank you, Mr. Nanatos, for that. And uh, Chris, are we going to be doing the mail sack this week? Or oh, we're always doing our mail sack. All right. The, post- the postmaster is in the house. Or what about the mail bag? <laughs> okay, so um, our first set of questions comes from the suspicious red lamp. Hey, all right. And he said, uh, with the past segment of people that you wish didn't die if you had the Dragon Balls, what about if you have the Death Note and you can kill someone who didn't die during the run of the show? I think I know one of the choice of Chris. For me, Kira Yamato. Name at least one person. <laughs> <laughs> well... um. So somebody, somebody that lived that was annoying that um, that we could kill with the death note. Hmm. Oh, what's oh, I <laughs> let's let's see. Where do I start? Um, I think I, my most venom is reserved for 0083. Mm. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I, I, I would definitely kill uh, Nina Purpleton right away. Oh, oh yeah, what a yeah. good choice, definitely. <laughs> and and uh, a close second would be uh, Monsha. Oh <laughs> damn! Well, you know he bit it, and he he bit it in the grips war. He had to. <laughs> well, yeah, but I want him dead now. Oh, you you want the satisfaction of seeing his death on screen? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just keel over and die. <laughs> but um, I I guess mine would be um one of them is a machine. Uh, no, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it make much of a difference. <laughs> 
<laughs> but um, Dorothy, Catal- Cat- Dorothy from Gundam Wing, at least from the Gundam Wing. I, I, by by Endless Walls, she became cool. But um, back when I was watching Gundam Wing, I wanted her to get murked more than anything. Um, other than that, uh, what was it? The the bitchiness or the forked eyebrows? Oh. <laughs> the forked eyebrows was icing on the cake. <laughs> But um, gosh, there's another character. Um, I would have given Hero a page of the death book, of the of the death note at the beginning when he said instead of telling the R- Rulina he was going to kill her, he should have just wrote her a note. <laughs> <laughs> only if only Hero had that thing, his job would be so much easier. Yeah. But um, the other person I would say is uh, I forget her name, but the main um, the the chick that Uso was into in um. Oh, Katagina. Katagina, thank you, Katagina. Yeah, but her 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 she, thing was more fitting. She, she did. She, she did, deserves something worse than death. She did. She either deserved to be a worse. blind mute, like <laughs> lost your memories, thinking you did something, and just wandering the yeah. the uh, uh, the the mountains of Casadonia. That's the worst purgatory I could give her. But yeah. the worst I would, if I could imagine the worst death to give her, I'd write that in that. I'd write that in that death note, hands down. That chick uh-huh. deserved it. But did she kill? Um, did she have a hand in killing Odolo? She killed Odella. Yeah, Odella. there you go. Yeah. Done. She, Done. That's all I need. <laughs> That's all I need. She 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 earned she earned the worst possible death ever after doing that. Man, Katagina. But um Neo, any any thoughts from you? Uh well I, I said Relina. Oh, that's right. And um <laughs> I don't know. I mean, most of the other people uh most of those people that are annoying actually get their, their just due cots. Um <laughs> Um, I would, I mean, if I could, I could, I would like the Death Note just to, I would like to have the Dragon Balls to resurrect him and then kill him again. Damn. That would be cool. <laughs> so. I know another one Sarah. That, that just annoyed me to no end. It was just a waste of space. Oh, I already know who you're going to say. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Don't. In, uh, in Votomes, in oh. the uh, Sunsa arc, <laughs> mm-hmm. that. That woman who keeps chasing after Chirico and yeah. wanting to kill him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Ronka Lee. Ronka Lee. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. Damn. I just, just, just saying, just hating, just hating. Well, I know y'all gonna go ahead and say it, so go ahead and say it. Um, who, who, who would you most like to be in that book? Go well, ahead. No, no, no other takers. No, no other um characters come to mind. Like, like a certain um King Arthur. No, nobody like that. Oh. <laughs> He doesn't bother me enough to uh, yeah, actually want him dead. Oh. Yeah, I mean, he's just, yeah. I mean, he'll eventually die. That's I have satisfaction. He's not worth that. it. Yeah. <laughs> that paper's not worth the line of space on the notes. Yeah, those, 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 papers, are, those papers are valuable. There, there's only, there's there's only, only a finite so, amount of uh, notebook paper. There's only so much space. <laughs> I think well, Louise will probably kill her with her, with her Darth Vader hand. Eventually. <laughs> so, that's about it, really. I, I can't. Although in relation to them, I, I would kill uh, Smirnoff Junior just for being annoying. Yeah, <laughs> and for uh, for his crime, for his patricide. I would have to say the same. I have to say the same. That jackass. <clears throat> the next uh, question, also from Suspicious Red Lamp, did any of you watch Bocarano? If yes, what's your opinion about it? No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, the, the interest. The wanted to, but yeah, never got around to it. Same, yeah. And uh, a comment also. Also, with all the jokes that we made about Sobro and his men, what about Neo's ugly MS, a.k.a. gun tank? Ooh. Neo, do you like ugly mobile suits that much? <laughs> well, gun tank is awesome. And you can't, because it, it is the epitome of 70s badassery. It's a little mobile suit that could. 
No, actually, I mean, I, I like... I no, just... it's, the, it's the equivalent of 70s assery. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's not like gun, gun Tank's the only thing I like that just looks a little odd. I mean, I don't like some of those other things, but... I mean, unless you hate, like, the Strike and then, like, the Zeta and the Hayukushiki and some of those, I guess... You know, because you're saying I have bad taste in mobile suits. So those are some of my favorites. But it, it's a it's a unique mobile suit, man. It's yeah. a it, no it, arms. It stands no no arms. No no. no it's no got arms. It's got arms. It, it just has no hands. They're it's, guns. It's got facsimiles. <laughs> it's made for killing. I mean, there you go. It, it's a mobile suit made for killing. No other suit has just hands instead of hands. It has guns. Gun tank doesn't have time for appendages. Nah, it doesn't. Don't have time doesn't for that bulls. <laughs> and when he went through space, it was so cute to see him just tread through space. He's making his way. I'm going to get some. But no, it's nothing like Soul Bros, man. Because I, I never stated that. Uh, watch out for gun take. I expect <laughs> something. Awesome thing ever. King of the mobile suits. <laughs> that's going to be that's gonna be the one. Armro is going to he's gonna get in the gun tank, and he's he's going to defeat Char in, in, in whatever state-of-the-art mobile suit he's It's going to be the impact player. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Dude. I'm telling you, this gun tank is gonna be the most awesome mobile suit in F91. And they're gonna, and <laughs> yeah, I know they they've copied it. What? It's it's only, sh only that version's only shown up in like three other shows. All the other Gundam shows you had only showed up like three other times. And dude, dude, I'm telling you, these underwater mobile suits from Gundam Sea, they're the bomb. <laughs> they're gonna own that Strike Gundam, man. And that bearded guy. He looks like he's tough. <laughs> that bearded guy who wants to take down the strike, I think he's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> he's determined. But he doesn't know anything about culture. <laughs> Yoke's on him. <laughs> okay, uh, next uh, from Angel Wing Zero, who um, most of his questions seem to be pointing at me there about Super Robot Wars. Mm -hmm. Chris, how disappointed were you that the PS2 original generations didn't make it over here? Disappointed because I wanted to play it, but, uh, you know, oh well. Atlas didn't feel like releasing it. I don't know why. Damn. Do you think they'll make an OG3? Probably. <laughs> I mean, uh, original Generation is a popular franchise. What Banpresto originals could they put in OG3 if they made it? That's probably a question more for Pedal Bear North, but I would imagine we'd be seeing you know, the same stuff that's already been in the first OG2 games, plus you know, originals from uh, the other universes that haven't shown up in um, OG yet. Mm -hmm. Also, do you think the second Endless Frontier game will be released in America like the first one was. Probably have to ask Atlas that, but uh, you know, the first game was the first Endless Frontier was pretty well reviewed here. I don't know if it sold well enough to um, warrant being released here, but hey, anything's possible. And uh, our last question comes from Furious Rodimus. Oh, says, "What has been the biggest failure of an anime you have watched every episode of?" <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, man. So, bro, why don't you tell us first? Oh, my God. And you can't go to Destiny. Oh, no, no, no. I, don't, I wouldn't even so say, I wouldn't even a, say a, Gundam, a Gundam series even falls in that category. Not before. And it's ironic because this series actually references Gundam a lot, and that's the only merit that it has to Excel me. Saga? Excel Saga. <laughs> You're like oh, the only person I know that oh, hates I that show. Oh, I hate that show. <laughs> and I know I'm in the minority, but You're like I, a big minority. Dude, I own it. I own that show. I bought every volume thinking it was going to get better. And save for a few episodes. There are a few episodes in there that are gems. But other than that, I, the, the majority of that show, 
I'm not feeling it. And it didn't it didn't do anything for me and I I, I that's what I got. You fail at life. I love that show, man. Yeah, it's like I think it's an all right show. I'm, 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 all, I'm, 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 I'm quite like com- comfortable with my convictions. I've ever heard hate on that show. <laughs> hey, man, I own it too. I spent <laughs> that's even weirder dollars on that on that show. That's even weirder. You own it and you I hate it. Own it. I see Damn. it every day. Not even, not even <laughs> Austin owns things that he hates. Yeah. Ooh, well, you know, I bought it thinking it was going to get better, and I did like the Gundam references and the in jokes for that. But other than that, they reference so much of Japanese pop culture that you know a lot of the jokes are lost on you. I mean, you can read the pop ups and you can you know you can get the insight on it, and some of the stuff was generally funny, but for the most part, you know, the jokes came every second, and you know, you just, I just. I wasn't feeling the rhythm. I guess you know, there's just it's it's my opinion in the end, and, and maybe I'm whack for saying it, but I just wasn't feeling Excel. <laughs> At all. There you go. There you go. It's it is official. <laughs> whack dot com slash Ryu. Look it up. If there if there's a show that just pissed me off more than pissing me off, and I I sat there and I watched every one of those episodes. Preach. It's got to be it's got to be Witch Hunter Robin. <laughs> I remember watching this show, and I was like, okay, it's got a pretty good thing. You know, I'm kind of into, like, vampires and stuff, and, like, you know, like, evil stuff. Like, you know, I like that, but I'm sitting here watching this show, and it's just, like, it's got so freaking emo, and it's just sitting there. And the, the penultimate episode for me was when they attacked the, the, the headquarters of the special squad and, like, shot all these people up, and the, the girl and the one dude, they, go, they, they escape. And then you see, like, the next episode, it's, like, a month later, and everybody's back to work like nothing happened. Like, somebody just had, like, a, a blow-up, but this one was people got shot up in it. And I just sat there, and I watched it. I never wanted to punch a TV more than um, watching this show. Cause, and, and the thing about me is if I hate something, I will force myself to watch it to the end because I, like I like to have informed hate. There you go. And uh, That's what Austin <laughs> likes to call it. Yes. <laughs> Educated hate? Educated hate. <laughs> Yeah, because, I mean, it, it it just drove me insane. Oh, uh, Razafon would be another one that drove oh. me insane. Ooh, and if there's anything that I've hated, and this isn't even anime, that I hated more than anything than God, and, 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 and I, I, I sat here, and I watched it, and I wish I had those two hours back. What's up? It's No Country for Old Men. Oh, <laughs> oh damn. What Not that again. What a giant piece of dog turd. Is that? What did that movie ever do to you? Oh, it was created. And I sat there and watched it. But I sat there and I watched every second of that piece of crap, friendo. Damn. And, man, it was garbage. Take that, Cohen Brothers. Yes. <laughs> but since it's the Cohen Brothers, send, I should have uh, loved Javier it. I'm going to your house with a gas tank. Nice. With a compressed nice. air tank. Yeah, whatever. There's, there's one other anime that I didn't hate outright, but I was mad disappointed in the end. And, um, well, that's a lot of anime. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is a lot of anime, really to be honest. About it. <laughs> um, Paranoia Agent. Oh, it was cool throughout the course of it the was, show. The until first the two episodes are good. No, I, I liked got, it. I liked it the fact when they cat oh. when they caught Shonen Bat, well, who you thought was, and then you shut t- up, don't say it. I oh. haven't seen it. Oh, okay, okay, oh, dude. <laughs> well, you I, need I, to I, see it though. Cause... I'll be real vague, and I say I don't like the direction the series went towards the end. It's I, a, it's a cock tease. Yeah, it it ended up ended up falling it off this premise bad. so bad it jumped the shark, and I just didn't think it fit within the conceit of it. I think it was eaten by the shark and pooped out by the shark. It just it takes a leap of faith or a jump that just breaks its own conceit, and I just I I'm not I'm I, like, I I wasn't feeling it at like all. You have such a end. great premise, but then it's like, oh man, and, we're gonna ruin it by going in a completely different direction. And check this out, gang! I own that show too. Yet another disappointment in my collection. <laughs> 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 I'm, ha- 
I'm happy to say I you don't want uh, any of the crap I hate. <laughs> I I don't uh, I don't have an answer for this question because generally if I if I just hate something I just hate it I stop watching it. Nice. I, like, I've, uh, I've been doing that recently too, but there there's a point though where I have to like Austin. <laughs> I have to be an educated hater when it comes to something <laughs> like like Dragonaut. I mean I just oh. I I just sat. So the first episodes of that show, and I was like, why did I watch this? Hey, didn't Funimation pick that up? They sure did. Oh, no wonder they're selling. Well, it's because, <laughs> you know, the, the, it's, it's from their um, their bros over at uh, Gonzo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a Gonzo show. Oh, they, they, they were stuck in that situation. I'm sorry, yeah. Funimation. I'm... However, uh, you know, there are plenty of shows that I've watched where I've enjoyed them a lot. And the ending has fallen apart to such a degree that it invalidates my enjoyment of a lot of the show. Yeah. Man. One example would be uh, Abenobashi. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that Yeah, that was such a great show until that ending. Yeah. Damn. A show that I greatly enjoyed until the total, like, <laughs> lame cop-out ending. Yes. Um, another show that I enjoyed a lot. The ending didn't invalidate it for me, but um, Nerima Daikon Brothers... Uh-huh. Oh, just you know, it was a fun, dumb little show, you know, and it was an anime musical by Nabishin. Oh, nice! But then, like the last two or three episodes, it just got like really weird and ultra political. Yeah, like taking lots of shots at uh, the then Prime Minister uh, Junichiro Koizumi. Right, and it just um, just became this really weird sort of like political satire that um, you know comedically didn't translate well into English did that show come out before or after Japan started going through the prime ministers like toilet paper no it was it was <laughs> it was it was when Koizumi was still uh, prime minister nice so it was you know uh, current criticism of him there you go man I didn't realize it it, it had that kind of swing towards the end now of they that. go through them like now they go through them like like as often as you change your pair of socks no yeah. doubt <laughs> one of them just just um, put in his resignation, and I guess they're having elections in like six weeks. Damn, man, Japan! I don't know what to say. They are well. They already got a new prime minister, so oh, the, it's the uh, the finance minister, and his name is Khan. <laughs> <laughs> Aptly named. It's <laughs> hilarious, man. I don't know. I, I just want to know if, like, if if uh, at some point, you know, he's gonna have a conversation with Obama, and if they have some disagreement, and Obama, if if his inner nerd. You're going to say, Con! <laughs> well, he needs to grow a perm. There you go. <laughs> and get a plastic chest. There you go. I'll bet you the thought will cross his mind. <laughs> Guarantee this. If he hasn't said it already. Yeah. But anyway, that's, uh, that's it for uh, the mailbag. Oh, so right. please uh, keep submitting questions as usual in the thread on the Gundam subform on Mechatalk. Excellent. All right. Well, that's the mailbag, and we'll be back in a little bit with the first topic. You're listening to Gundam at MHQ. was just a dork who wanted to shoot lightning out of his hands like Gundam Ryu from Street Fighter. 
So I waved my magic wand and brought this lightning bolt legend out to Hollywood, where the nerd always gets the girl. Hello everybody, I am Dollar Relance, and I'm here to tell you about the Solar Radio Way podcast that covers video games, anime, media, movies, and various other uh, topics in general. Along with my co-hosts, Sam and Raymond, we all talk about uh, things that interest us as well as uh, things that go on within general populations. So visit us at the Solar Radio Way podcast.blogspot.com and listen to us and give us your feedback. Thank you for your time. This is Dollar Relance, and I am sponsoring this message. Need a cake, but you don't want something boring from the local supermarket or bakery? In the South Florida area, try EpicSugarWorks.com. This bakery specializes in creating cakes based off of your favorite anime series, video game character, or whatever custom design you're looking for. Their online store also features anime and video game themed chocolate lollipops, as well as gift certificates if you want to give something to somebody. So if you're looking for a cake that's above the norm, go to EpicSugarWorks.com. It's epically delicious. Don't talk down to me like I'm a kid. I totally dig being on my own. Plus, I can eat all the pizza I want. Didn't I tell you for years to go easy on the pizza? And don't tell me that's all you're eating every day. God, you're pathetic, you know that? Please don't talk to me like you're my mom. You're not the maternal... That's enough. Look, you better explain this. I don't give a damn about your personal life. Start talking. This segment of Gundam at MAHQ is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to Gundam at MAHQ. This is Chris, and uh, right now for this segment, we're going to be kicking off a new topic series, uh, yet another roundup. This time, we're switching to Ghost in the Shell. So unlike uh, the Gundam and Macross roundups, we won't be doing these consecutively. They'll just uh, be popping up every once in a while. And we're going to be starting off, of course, at the beginning with... Uh, the first anime movie that premiered in Japan in 1995. So, as we do with uh, the other roundups, we're not going to get too much into the details of the story, especially with Ghost in the Shell, which so many people have seen. So, basically, uh, about the year 2029, you know, uh, Japan and the rest of the world have become uh, very connected to technology. People have cyber brains that allow them to connect to information on the internet, to speak to each other mentally uh, they have cyborg implants to uh, make their bodies more powerful so definitely this is a future where technology has not just become pervasive but uh, has become part of people physically and you have in um, at least in the movie in a nameless Asian country um, this government group called Section 9 that uh, sort of an elite security force that handles all sorts of uh, tasks that other security forces can't, and it's got a crack team led by uh, Major Motoko Kusanagi, who's a full-body cyborg, 
and um, you know she's got her her cast of um, supporting characters. Uh, Bato, who is uh, sort of a heavy and is very heavily cyberneticized. Uh, Togusa, the cop who likes old revolvers and is pretty much human. Uh, Ishikawa, the information expert. Uh, and although you don't see him too much, Saito, the sniper. Thank so you. this team works together on all sorts of, of cases. And um, in this movie, they're don't chasing forget Hi-Hachi. a mysterious... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even though he's not as much or, Hihachi or... in this one, because he doesn't have his wings completely up. Oh. Kinda... <laughs> but was it like the column in, uh, in the TV show, Ape Face or something? Ape Face. The old, yeah, the old, old ape. Monk, the old ape. Yeah, the old ape, I think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in this movie, they're, they're chasing after a mysterious hacker known as the Puppet Master who hacks into people's brains and uh, controls them and makes them do all sorts of things to further his own agenda. So with that uh, brief plot setup out of the way, uh, might as well just get into the discussion. So why don't we go with uh, Paul first. Uh, why don't you tell us your comments on Ghost in the Shell? And since it's such an iconic anime maybe start with uh, sort of the background of your first exposure to it and what you thought of it at the time compared to, say, now. Um, I saw it, uh, I think, about a year or so after it came out. Um, it was, I saw it on some old uh, VHS tapes, and when I went to college later on, I saw it, um, the school I went to, they had a... Um, they own their own movie theater for the drama department and all that, and they would always show foreign films, and that's when I saw it on the big screen. And uh, I used to own, actually, the v- one of the first VHS legal copies, not a dub of it. And um, I'll be honest with you, I'm still... I, it's one of the few uh, movies, one of the few shows that I like it as much now as I like it back then. Um, it still is one of these things where it's like the overall sensory... You know, perception of uh, even you know some of the graphics that they use, the computer graphics are a little dated, but it's they were still such so ahead of its time at the time with that that they don't seem that old. It doesn't seem cheesy like we see uh, with you know many other um, you know movies or television shows uh, done around the same time, either Japanese or or even American. Um, you know, it's it's got that it's got that strange kind of mood to it where um, you know, with all the fantastic things that you're able to do with the cybernization and the and the uh, cyber brains and stuff, that it seems like they're still kind of dealing with the same problems we've always had. And um, you know, it, it it's always been one of those shows too, where it seems it's grounded enough in itself, where it um, it's far in the future and it's far against what our technology has right now that we know of. But it but it, there's so many similarities that it doesn't seem like it's not too far in the future. Like, you know, this isn't one of these things where, like a Star Trek or something like that, where people are flying around in spaceships across the galaxy. This seems like this could be, um, you know, very recent. Um, very engaging characters, uh, engaging story. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not really the heaviest story, uh, if you really think about it, but it's, it's enough there, and there's enough things that they bring up because of the moral dilemmas about cybernization and mm-hmm. the, you know, with the major starting to think, you know, are her memories, are they the product of herself or her former self or product of the technology? So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely, uh, definitely one of those shows that, or definitely one of those 
movies that I would say up there with Akira and some other things that you definitely need to see. If, if you're a fan of, uh, even if you're not a huge fan of cyberpunk, and this is what really kind of jump-started that whole, that new arrival of the of cyberpunk in the United States and even in um, in Japan. And, you know, we, we've seen it kind of go from that point on. And um, I don't, you guys might know it better, but was it released um, nationally here in the yes. U.S.? Yes, yes, it was. And it was. It did get a lot of good comments on it. Yeah, didn't yeah. It? Just like uh, it was Akira. On the, it was on the festival circuit for quite some time. That's how I first heard of it. it, um, it back in, I guess, well, uh, from, when it first came from out. From what I've read, from what I've read, actually, the the original movie did a lot better here than it did in Japan. Really, and that uh, the franchise didn't really take off in Japan until the TV show. Mm-hmm which was seven years later. It's funny, too, because it's always been one of the, and especially, I know we'll talk about this when we get into the TV show, but even the movie so much, um, I don't necessarily think you have to be an anime fan to to enjoy this. Um, you no, know. you don't. I've shown it to people who aren't anime fans, and, and they have enjoyed it, and you know, it just happens to be one of those, it's, it's one of the uh, gateway drug anime. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody and their little brother has seen this movie. If you were, if you were a, a fan in, of or aware of anime in the '90s, yeah, it's it's definitely that. But yeah, I mean, um, I I, th- I enjoy it as much as I do now as I did then. Um, you know, and then, and I've probably seen it about I don't know, probably 15 times. That's yeah. probably being on the the low end because you know, back in the day, a lot of times that's all you had were these movies, and um, you know, I, I've. I think it's I think it's just as relevant now and just as um and and even more so as we're starting to see our society starting to go become more computerized and and more technologically advanced um you know a lot of the things and a lot of the topics that are discussed in the movie and even in the later the later incarnations of it um re- I can see why it really kind of has stayed in the uh, public consciousness uh for so long and but that's about my say there Solbro? And uh, Solbro, uh, since you've read the manga, maybe you could, aside from your impressions of the movie then and now, uh, how would you say that it compares to the original manga by Masamune Shiro? Well, um, it, 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 it pretty much takes elements from the manga, you know, from several different stories that span across it and, and kind of, you know, that puts, puts them together. It's almost like an abridged version of it. But um, I, I, um, if out of the two, I, as much as I adore the movie, I, I do prefer reading the manga because you... Mazumi Sushiro is such a techno nerd, and and, and we should we should um let the audience know that Mazumi Sushiro is just not just one person, but um <laughs> a I wouldn't yeah. say I'd say it's a, a duo of authors and 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 artists that um that that come together to put these stories out. But um he's such a, a technophile that he'll and in very detail secretive. and very secretive. Um they um th- this entity um they'll um they'll write in detail what their technology is about and the terms that they discuss and take the time to actually explain, you know, some of the things you may not understand quite clearly in um little sidebars in the on the on the panels of the manga. So, you know, I, and 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 that that leads me to the point where um when I first saw Ghost in the Shell way back in 95, uh, you know, way back in the mid 90s, uh, when I watched it, I could not comprehend it. It looked gorgeous. I enjoyed watching it, but you know, the point it was trying to express across, you know, I got some of it, but for the most part I was wasn't a reader of hard science fiction or you know i i wasn't really all all i knew of cyberpunk was blade runner and maybe bubblegum crisis <laughs> prior to that so you know this was even up seemed to me like more of an advanced course of um of cyberpunk and just the uh the mindset it goes b- uh, behind really comprehending it but i enjoyed the movie and um 
I, I thought it was, you know, a very unique uh, uh, product that come out of Japan, and it was a, a really, a really great production. And um, it was something that I like to show my friends and and just introduce them to anime. And it is one of those animes where they, when you introduce the people, you know, it, it you don't have to be a fan of anime to appreciate it. Uh, when and other, when it comes to other comparisons to the manga, uh, for the most part. Uh, the the puppet master storyline that's in the movie, it's uh it's it's also in the manga as well, mm-hmm. and um it it does convey that quite accurately to the point where it ends the same way, where um of course uh, Major Kusanagi merges with the uh with the puppet master in order to create a new ent- uh, entity. Um, it raises some of the same questions when it comes to her reality and if it's real, if she's real, um you know does she qualify as a life form? You know all, all these different things that just make you think when you finish watching it. Are brought up in the manga too, and um, if anybody has never seen Ghost in the Shell or been exposed to, how it, would you compare it? Go ahead. How would you compare your thoughts of it back then in the '90s to seeing it now? Oh wow! <laughs> back in the '90s, yeah, I, I wasn't I, I wasn't prepared for it, so I didn't appreciate it as much as I do now. After watching, um, after reading the manga and watching the the TV series, watching this movie now, it's it's like clockwork to me. I can I I, I now get everything it's trying to express, and also. Throughout all the years of seeing technology advance, you know more of the stuff that they presented in this movie. This movie was way ahead of its time. Yeah. Uh, just like just like Neo said, and seeing some of the things they're expressing in this movie is more relevant to me now than it ever was back then when I was a kid and didn't even have access to the internet. And you know I could. AOL wasn't <laughs> like that back then, was it? <laughs> AOL was not back when we were rocking dial-up. I couldn't imagine people being jacked into the internet mentally nowadays. I don't think that's too far off. No. I don't. I don't think that's too far off at all. And to be and and that brings up the uh, idea of people if they're going to transition their consciousnesses into artificial bodies, people can be hacked. I mean, what's to say that if you transition your 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 life into a artificial body that you're not killing yourself and just making a copy of yourself into another person, um, an artificial replacement for yourself? I mean. There's a lot of things to consider, and this movie raises all of that, and it's it just it leaves you thinking about where we're headed when you finish watching it, and I, it's very thought provoking and gorgeous. Um, but um, yeah, I, I I love this movie, Ghost in the Shell. I think it's uh, one of the best anime movies ever made. It's it's a step behind Akira, to be honest with you. I think um, part the only reason that it suffers is because they had to condense the stories in the manga down into a a movie into an 80 minute movie and you know they had to cut out a whole lot that um that they wouldn't have time to convey and and further enrich the story I and think, i think the good thing though is is like you said with all the explanations sometimes yeah, it would slow anime it down could get to oh yeah to too many explanations and it 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 explains it there are parts oh, that yeah. they explain but it only explains the real um important parts but yeah I, I think years now as we're starting to watch it as opposed to when it first came out it, it it's it's a little bit easier to um you know a lot of that stuff you just don't think about it you know mm-hmm. the the fact of back in the day when this movie came out and people being on the internet constantly yep you never would have thought of that back then because it was always like you'd go home check your email do a couple things go on chat <laughs> and that was it now it's people are you know we're all plugged in I'm, yeah even we, myself i you know i have a blackberry i'm constantly on the internet i'm ooh. constantly instant messaging and and you know it's just non-stop it's, so. always, it's a touch away every all the time now and you know it's it's integrated itself into our lives i can't think about not having access to the internet like back in the day where you know if you had a question you had to go 
to the library if you know if you, no one else had the answer handy nowadays you just jump on the internet and you know KGB it man KGB it <laughs> but um yeah it, it's 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 a different world now than it was when that movie came out and this movie foresaw a lot of it um the other thing I guess my other downside to this film is um the fact that it's so short in comparison to say later on the the TV series and, of course, the manga, you don't really get to know the characters all that well. You get introduced to some, but you don't get to really know all of Section 9. But, again, it's time constraints, so you don't you don't really get to know these characters. Mostly you get to know the major, and I don't think... I think that would have been an issue if there wasn't more, if there wasn't a television series after. Yeah. I think I think before the television series came out, you mm-hmm. could probably make that argument more. Yeah. But now since the television series came out, like in the early 2000s, it's like, Okay, yeah. you know it's it's more or less the introduction of it's a retrospective co- yeah. uh, comparison, and um, if anything, that is not it doesn't down the movie at all. That's why I always tell people if you're gonna watch anything Ghost in the Shell, first watch the movie, then then dig into that TV series because yeah. you'll appreciate the movie even more when you watch the TV show. And um, other than that, that's that's all I have to say. It's it's funny how this movie has stuck with me the last 15 years because I first saw it uh, in 1996. I rented it from local blockbuster and um you know of course it blew me away because i was always interested in things like cyberpunk and you know neo-noir and all that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. and it was so different from what was available back then which you know for for those people who were not anime fans in you know circa 1995 96 you know you're limited to a few vhs tapes of like ultra violence and hey you know we got you know hot naked women and you know ultra violence and people exploding and that's like all the stuff that was released. <laughs> yeah, it was. It fist, really was. Slim it was picking. Fist of the North Star, Ninja, Ninja Scroll, and and Wicked City, Wicked City, and uh, Akira, MD Geist. MD, yeah. Oh man, the classic. <laughs> yeah, so you really, really had slim pickings as far as you know official releases. So the fact that this movie, which had plenty of violence, but also you know a story and you know, some thought-provoking elements made mm-hmm. it really stand out from the from the rest of the crowd. But, uh, you know, I saw it that way, rented from Blockbuster. Then I had it on, on VHS. I bought the, the VHS tape from Manga, had it on DVD, yeah. and now I have it on Blu-ray. Nice. It's, it's, so. it's traveled with you all these, all these years. <laughs> and it sounds like it, it has, didn't, and, too. You know, it has, sort of, it's, it's gotten better with time because... Um, yeah. You know, now it's a 15-year-old movie, but I was just watching it again in preparation for this segment, even though I've seen it plenty of times, and it really struck me how far ahead of its time this movie was. Mm-hmm. And it's been 15 years since it came out, and it's set what, in what is still 20 years in our future. Mm-hmm. But it still feels like our future, yeah. because a lot of movies that do the future become immediately dated. Yeah. I mean, go, go watch a movie like, say, uh, Total Recall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and come back and tell me how ridiculously dated that movie looks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. RoboCop. <laughs> Which is yeah. about now, in our time, right now. That's supposed to be our future. Man, our present, I should Where's say. Where's the Ford Taurus? It doesn't look like that anymore. Oh. <laughs> I'll buy Didn't that for a dollar. Didn't the production? <laughs> it's back in, though, now. They brought it back. Okay, so so they didn't. The movie's not lying, but uh, you know most movies they have this major problem that you know within a few years they become instantly dated, mm-hmm, and yeah. some movies they don't. Like you look at Blade Runner, mm-hmm. which is a nearly thirty-year-old movie, but is still our future. That movie still looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. 
aside from like the computer displays, that movie still looks like it really is the future. It's just a testament to how well designed that movie is. That and that's what I meant when I said about the graphics and and Ghost of the Shell. It's like outside of some of the computer stuff, it's just you know just the way of uh, you know the the use of GPS on the the garbage truck and and all this stuff. But you know yeah, the graphics were a little bit dated. They're, they weren't that bad though. If you really look at them, they're, mm-hmm. they're well, not too bad. But that's been that's been changed with uh, the 2.0 version, which we'll we'll get to later on. So Ew, well that's done. not an issue. That's not an issue anymore. But um, you know, watching this movie. I think probably for the first time in a year or two, it really struck me how, um, you know, it's sort of showing where we probably will end up in the future because just look how dependent we are on technology now. Yeah. I mean, technology has developed so much in the last 15 years when, you know, we had AOL and, you know, 28.8K <laughs> dial-up. Yep. Mom, stay off the you phone. Know, it, it was <laughs> so when it's, yeah, pretty much. I think, I think a lot of... That familiar I think a lot of the familiar has... sound of that modem oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> in the background, or that or the happy day when your parents finally got the second line just dedicated to the nice uh, dedicated to the internet. <laughs> yeah. I remember that day. We want an unlisted number just dedicated to the internet. Nice. Yeah. So then you look at where we are now, where you know internet access is so pervasive, and you have people with uh, smartphones that, in essence, are you know handheld computers. You have so much of our, you know, political discourse being influenced by the internet. You, know, you just everywhere you go, even if you're not near a computer, the internet's all around you. I mean, you're just surrounded by by Facebook and Twitter and all these things. And you know, it's got me to thinking. Like, imagine how our world would suffer if, I mean, if this were just assume for the sake of argument, this were possible. But imagine if tomorrow the internet were turned off. <laughs> I'd have to quit my job. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people would know what to it, do. It just, well, that aside, I mean, just imagine if the internet just completely disappeared tomorrow, you know, the world will be crippled, which yep. goes to show how interdependent we've become upon it. Mm-hmm. The fact that um, if it did take a life of its own, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't and be surprising. Take that 20 years into the future, and, you know, we've already come so far with technology that, you know, the the logical next progression from that is to start putting inside of our bodies. Yeah. yeah. And they already do. I mean, they already do. Are, I mean, there's already certain things that, certain procedures that are done with, like insulin pumps and... Um, RFID chips. Yeah, yeah. all that stuff. Pacemakers and all that crap. There was a, a scientist that just showed uh, how easily he could get hacked into when he put, um, he put a chip inside his body and he allowed it to get exposed to a, a virus. Um, it, it was just made the news the other day. But... Um, he was just showing how fact that the fact that even human beings could be vulnerable to receiving a virus if um if they were to take implants or uh machine implants into their body and um that's uh it it's something to be concerned about it really is yeah and of course you got things like prosthetic parts you know mm-hmm. those are advancing so you know biotechnology is still a field of developing so mm-hmm. it's very likely that in in 20 years you know we could be in a place similar to where they are you know, where they have, at the, at the very least, uh, cyber brains where, you know, their brains are connected to the Internet and they, you know, access information that way and communicate with each other that way. And you sort of see this, ex- we'll talk about this more in the TV show, but you see in the TV show that the people who do not have cyber brains, they're, they're sort of like viewed as society as being like non-functionals. Yeah, yeah and they're kind of left behind. The dregs. Yeah. Sort of kind of an, a theme that's, that's also explored in, uh, in the movie Gattaca. 
Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, where everyone is genetically engineered and people who aren't and don't have superior genes are just sort of seen as inferior even though in our society they would be seen as, you know, excelling. Right. And that that so was shown so it, that that also goes to show. And that was show, shown so greatly in, in seed, right? Coordinators. <laughs> coordinators and humans. The coordinators. Exactly, because they were so much better. Oh, but um, they could type faster. But I, <laughs> what I like about Ghost in the Shell is that uh, you know, amidst all of the well-coordinated action and the uh, very good soundtrack by Kenji Kawai, yeah, that it really explores the question of you know, how do people define themselves? Which is always a question that's been with us since the beginning of, of you know our existence. But it's even more so relevant in this world of technology because you know, how do you define? who you are. There's, there's a point where Kusanagi says that she, um, she defines who she is based on what her environment tells her. Yeah. But what if what everything she's being told is wrong? Yeah. And we see examples of this like um, the, uh, the garbage guy mm-hmm. who thinks he has this whole life with uh, a wife and a daughter and all of this stuff and is told, sorry, you just got ghost hacked by the puppet master mm-hmm. and you're just a pathetic single guy who lives by himself, and all these memories you have are complete fakes. Yep. Damn. And I'm using you to, you know, to so, do this thing. You know, and yeah. Then the, if you're, if you're, if memories are lies, then you know what else about you is a lie? And the fact that they tell them at the end, they're like, "Yeah, we could pretty much, you know, put you back to the way you were, but a lot of the stuff you you probably lost all your mem- your actual memories, and you might actually have uh, flashbacks of the stuff that was put in there." So, man. Yeah, and for Kusanagi, who is, you know, a full-body cyborg, you know, how does she know that her memories are real? And boy, is she full-bodied in this show. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But how does she know that, you know, what she remembers as her entire life is real or just, fabricated? it's implanted? Yeah, Yeah. and they go go more into that, especially in the the first gig show. Yeah. Yeah, and the puppet master, you know, who started off life as a... uh, a government program for espionage who became self-aware on the internet. You know how do how do you know how do you define life from that perspective? Because you know here's a thing that started off as a computer program but became alive yeah. and then got placed into a body. So you know it really the the main theme that I see in this movie is that technology blurs the line between human and machine. Yeah, to exactly. the point that in some cases you can't you can't tell where one ends and the other begins. Yeah, that's true. It's definitely true, but and the line it looks like the lines could be blur. It could be blurred in in so many years in the future, and and uh, that that whole um in that whole aspect of the storyline, you know, it, it it it's it's scary. Um, but then again, I mean, I guess there's some positives to it because um yeah, very little. But I mean, you could rewrite someone's complete life, especially if they've had a crappy one, and um. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it was kind of heartbreaking to see that guy um you know get told that you know you don't have a a wife and child you're you're a bachelor you you you're you live in a bachelor's apartment dude you're, and the, the picture that he was looking at in the in the truck you know he thought it was a picture of his kid and then they go to show what it really is it's just a picture of him walking his dog and the look on his face is priceless <laughs> It's just it, it, him, it, him walking one of those those uh, Oshi Basset hounds. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, he's that are a- pervasive everywhere. <laughs> I hadn't noticed uh, until this most recent viewing mm-hmm. how many times the Basset hound shows up in yeah. the original movie. Yeah, a lot. It shows up everywhere almost. <laughs> so it's almost subliminal. <laughs> he loves he loves his Basset hound. What can I say? Nice. So um, let's see anything else. 
oh, we should probably talk about uh, Ghost in the Shell 2.0, which oh, yeah. a lot of people confuse for innocence. Right. Uh, in Japan, like I said, uh, you know, Ghost in the Shell didn't didn't uh, perform as well, so that name didn't have much weight to it. So when uh, Ghost in the Shell 2, the movie was released in Japan, it was just called Innocence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was not called Ghost in the Shell 2 Innocence the way it is here. So uh, a few years ago in Japan, Oshi uh, and Kenji Kawai, they came back to work on Ghost in the Shell 2.0, just sort of like, uh, you could call it like a, a, a lucasing of, of the original movie. <laughs> they um, Lucasing without the Lucas? Yes. They redid the opening sequence in CG. Awesome. Uh, the first part, you know, with uh, you know Kusanagi jumping in in the naked thermoptics and blowing that guy away. That's all redone in CG. Uh, the exterior parts, the whole opening sequence during the opening credits has been redone. Um, all of the computer graphics have been completely redone. So all of those dated '90s computer graphics and you know surveillance footage and you know tracking people on the highway. That's all been redone. With it, new CG, it's been updated to standalone complex, standalone complex um, uh, status. <laughs> well, what they did was, uh, and since this was Oshi who did it, it's not surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, he changed some of, he pretty much changed the color palette of this movie with the CG and with some of the scenes from sort of the dark blues and greens that it originally was. Right. And now it sort of matches the oranges that you see in Innocence. Cool. So the movies visually look a lot closer now even though they're about you know eight years apart yeah, okay. nine years apart so uh, all of the computer graphics instead of being like green they're now orange and in some of the scenes the color tones have been changed so that you see a lot more orange now right nice. the, the greens and the blues uh, they also re-recorded the movie with the original cast with one exception oh which was that uh, they made the puppet master a woman Oh, they they wouldn't change that, huh? <laughs> yeah, because you know it, when you think about it, it's kind of weird that uh, the puppet master isn't a woman's body speaking with a man's voice. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 that was a little off-putting when I first saw it. That was a little weird. So yeah. now it's a woman, and it's uh, not just any woman in the Japanese version, but uh, one that Oshi frequently collaborates with, uh, Yoshiko Sakakibara, who. If you're an Oshi fan, you'll recognize her as uh, Shinobu from Pat Labor, right. or as a Gundam fan as Haman. Haman Khan. I was thinking that too. <laughs> nice. That's the perfect voice for that character too. <laughs> it is. So um, that's 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 a change. Uh, throughout the movie, they made some changes. Uh, some vehicles, like helicopters, have been replaced with uh, CG versions. Right. And uh, the ending scene has been redone with uh, some CG, so it, it all looks a lot nicer now, especially on Blu-ray. It looks almost spotless. Nice. And uh, the new computer graphics really help update what was one of the most dating aspects of, of the original movie. Yeah, that's cool that they did that. Um, um, in, in the uh, re-release for that, um, did they redub it as well? No, they used the old dub. They used the old dub? Okay. Or at least uh, some yeah, of the familiars so from... Um, it's, it, go ahead. Yeah, so you still have the, the kind of bland major, but uh, you still have... Rich- 
Yeah, she's kind of bland. Oh, very. <laughs> well, you know, there there was a phrase in English anime fandom when it comes to dubs. Uh, I think it was well, what was the name? Uh, Gets itis. Gets. <laughs> where you end up with like just some some really flat flat voice acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the scene that most sticks out, and you might remember this from from watching this dubbed when uh, Kusanagi and Batu are out in the bay, mm-hmm. and he asks her like, you know, why she jumps into the water and and what she feels down there. Right. And in the English dub, she just, like, very flatly just says, what do I feel? Empty. Cold. Alone. Yeah. Oh, man. That's just, that's, like, ridiculously robotic sounding. Yeah. I, I guess she just, she thought that she had to emphasize the fact that she was a robot. It was like, no. <laughs> well, uh, overdid it a little bit. So yeah. uh, that was the, the gitsitis of, of that dubbing. But, hey, you know, it was, it was the mid-90s. What do you expect? That's true. It was a pretty good dub for the mid-90s. Yeah, I didn't think it was too so, bad. No, I didn't know, think even so with that as a little bit of a hindrance, it was still, it was still a solid dub. Yeah. But I prefer the uh, the TV cast, yeah. which of course does include Richard Epcar. Of course, and um, and William Frederick as um Aramaki, that old man. <laughs> and uh, my my pal Crispin Freeman. Oh yeah, Togusa, the the what I like to call the real Togusa. <laughs> uh, but if anything, yeah, that remember pr- the Solid Snake. Uh, Hair, hair club for men. Oh yeah, exactly. Charter member. <laughs> Got the mullet in check, boy. Yeah, the mullet's on on tap. So, any closing comments uh, you guys want to make on the uh, original Ghost of the Shell movie before we wrap this up? I would just say watch it. Um, like I said, watch like it on I, Blu-ray. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, you could still watch it on DVD, but yeah, definitely watch it on Blu-ray also. But I mean, I I, I think that this is a like I stated. Uh, earlier is that I believe this is uh, one of those movies that if you're a big fan of anime you definitely need to see it even if you're a fan of science fiction and stuff I, I could see you I could see people getting into this it's like we said there's a lot of people that are not big big into anime that'll sit there and watch this uh, movie and even the shows um, you know the, the shows that get released later on down the road so if you like movies like Blade Runner or mm-hmm. Matrix or Dark City or Gattaca or any of that sort of stuff, yeah, you would like this movie. Very much so. Um, I, I feel the same way. Um, it, on top of that, if you like uh, novels from uh, Philip K. Dick or Robert E. Howard, or uh, you know, just William uh, Gibson, William Gibson, and um, you know, other people who write hard science fiction and cyberpunk. What if I liked the Twilight books? Would I like this movie? Oh, you sure would. <laughs> If, if you like the Twilight books, you should uh, commit yourself to an asylum because there's Ooh. no Yeah. Hey, that's true literature, son. We just alienated 99% of our audience. Nice. No, just kidding. <laughs> I think you just alienated. Do you remember what podcast this is? I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm BSing. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, if you, if you All like. All complaints to SBR, I don't think we have to worry MHQ, about yeah. listeners Twilight fans. Well, damn. That, that is a relief. Maybe they're girlfriends. <laughs> but if you like those um, those novelists, by all means, uh, if you just like cyberpunk and hard science fiction overall, this is this is definitely the movie to whet your appetite, and you can transition on into um, standalone complex after that, and 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 really get to know these characters. But well, yeah. funny you should mention that because uh, that'll be our next segment whenever it is that appears. Right on. We'll be talking about the first season of Standalone Complex. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, we're going to wrap this up, and you've listened to the first segment of uh, Ghost in the Shell Roundup on Gundam at MAHQ.
debate is over, you will write a formal apology. I will what? A formal apology. You will kowtow, you will step and fetch. Frank, if you think you can Get make me... Get used to it, it's the way of the world. If you're so hot on discipline, then Gun. damn it, start by accepting mine. Because contrary to popular opinion, I'm the head in charge. Come on, let's get something to eat. You really think you're bad, don't you? This episode of Gundam is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Right now they're offering special discounts to our listeners. Just simply go to GoDaddy.com and use the code GUN8 for 10% off any order not already discounted. GUN9 for $5 off purchases that are $30 or more on any items not already discounted. .com domain names are as low as $749 if you use the code GUN10. And last but not least, code 20H1 for 20% off hosting plans. For more information, you can go to Gundam.net and click on the GoDaddy link in the Sponsors and Special Offers section. Don't wait too long. The domain name you've always wanted might be claimed by someone else before you know it. Register with GoDaddy.com today. We have a problem. We need to set up a perimeter. Who is this? Isn't this the coach of the baseball team? No, you have the wrong number. This is Shirley Douglas's residence. Really? Yes, I should know. She's my mother. Your mother? You still live with your mother? How old are you? I'm hanging up now. Kiefer, who was that? Gun- Damn it, Mom! I told you to knock before you come in! This is Jack Bauer. Life sucks. One word. This segment of Gundam at MAHQ is brought to you by Petco. Welcome back, gang, to Gundam at MAHQ. Early on, uh, a little a little while ago, I um, posted up a question on uh, four score it seven years ago. I posted a question on Twitter, on Twitter and Facebook, and um, basically just gauging the opinions of um, some of our listeners about um, what anime series would you like to see a new season of but played in a real-time format a la or Light 24, the, um, the recently uh, concluded TV series. And um, I got a lot of responses and um, a lot more than I expected. <laughs> and it raised a pretty good question that um, uh, we all um, have opinions on here on uh, Gundam as well. And... Um, on Twitter, when I asked the question... Ill-informed opinions. Ill-informed. That's the only way they come. <laughs> but um, some of the responses I... Re- uh, uh, some of the responses received on Twitter... Um, Chris, um, what were some of those uh, responses that we got? Well, let's uh, see here what the interwebs have to say. Uh, mm-hmm. The solicit said Black Lagoon would be a pretty good candidate, actually. Mm. I've never seen Black Lagoon, but I keep hearing how good that show is just started watching it so I, I could see uh, it definitely could be a show that could work in that format very action packed so I saw it's actually a few episodes I haven't watched too much of it is that the rock and roll um, the rock and roll anime the one with the, the heavy metal soundtrack no it's it's a violence anime oh yeah. well dang well there you go <laughs> 
but I'm interested you're, in seeing you're it. Thinking now. Of, I think you're thinking of Detroit Metal City. Yeah. Detroit Metal City? Oh, okay. I, yeah. I, there's, there's a series with black in it. Krauser! <laughs> I will do anything for Krauser. Hey, now, Krauser in real time, that'd be something. That Ooh. would be hilarious, yeah. Hey, some of those episodes were kind of like in that real time. Remember when yeah, he was hey, when he, the the one where he was um, he was on the date with the girl, and then he had to do the book signing <laughs> <laughs> and running back and forth between the two. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, next, uh, Rami Kuhn says Dragon Ball because twenty four hours is like one billion of our regular hours. Well, they yeah they already did it. It was Namek. <laughs> no, I would like to see the like the end of the Namek arc in real time. Yeah. So that when someone says Namek's gonna explode in five minutes <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, it better explode in five minutes. It's about as bad as Ava where uh, they go on battery power. Well they got five minutes. And they, half half the episode they're they're fighting with battery power. Ten minute set piece. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just really want to see Namek explode in five minutes for real. Yeah, I know, exactly. If anything, yeah, if they recut that fight, <laughs> there'd be so much stuff they would just have to leave out if they did it in real time. If someone actually edited that fight in real time uh, and put it on YouTube, that would be kind of actually cool, like they kind of did with the, um, the, uh, the, the, the plane crash on Lost. If they did that, that would be a really cool video idea. I wouldn't mind seeing that. It would be a real short fight, that's for certain. <laughs> Very short. Next, uh, Eric Metz said... I don't know why he said this, because this is insanity. I would think a Legend of the Galactic Heroes 24 would be cool. Either oh that God. or Gundam 00. Legend of the Galactic Heroes, man. They, they, some of those battles, they already did that. <laughs> I mean, they, they, would, they would show like two hours of the battle, and, it, and then, you know, this battle lasted for three days. And, and the, story, the storytelling can cut across so many stretches of time that uh, real time just would not help. No. There's a lot of guys sitting around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or, or going to, to high society parties or and you, and, that sort of thing. And, and let's think. You didn't think Galactic Heroes was long enough? You, you, you need even more? <laughs> <laughs> you need even more detail and conversations? Although um, he, he, he did bring up Gundam 002, and I don't think that would be a bad choice, actually, given the nature of some of the situations. Double O could work in, mm -hmm. in, in, in real time, but Legend of Galactic Heroes, that would just be torture. Ooh. Yeah, that would be torture. Uh, next, um, our pal Zanchi said, "I'd say almost any of the Macross series, maybe even Robotech." I know you feel strongly about that. Well, that <laughs> I'm, I'm sure the voice, the, the narrator, and, and Robotech would love that. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, it's twelve o'clock a.m. Rick Hunter just took a poop. Twelve o two. Well, what I would do is I would take real time Robotech and I'd flush that down the toilet. <laughs> But as for flush it straight, I, I don't know if it would work for Macross though either. Though I mean, I honestly, they would have to cut out you know so much of the other aspects that we you know come to know about Macross, like um, the focus on the uh, idle character, and um, you know there's those there's those slow moments in Macross that make it uh, that are, that are also memorable too. And with the the real time format, you know there would have to be a crisis going on with that, which would have to push the storyline along. I. Well, they could do it for Frontier. You could just cut out all the Ronka parts. Yay. That would make it better. <laughs> there you go. Crisis averted. Yeah. So much hate for poor little Ronka. Yeah, well, <laughs> she sucks. Anyway, uh, so what, what were some of the things that we saw on Facebook? Oh, some of the things we saw on Facebook. Let's see. 
Well, um, Eric Keith says, and uh, along with uh, Jabman on fa on, on um, Twitter, uh, they both agreed that uh, Code Geass should be done. Uh, Eric writes here that uh, the revolution had ended within 24 hours, and Suzaku is the terrorist and Orange Goon. <laughs> um, I would like to see. And Jabman had also suggested 12 hours for a Nightmare Squad to get out of ten enemy territory. Yeah. See, that's a nice, that's a really cool story. And, um, you know, I guess they were all, they'd be on a mission where they, and they, they find themselves in a situation where they have to get off, you know, within that time period and just fight their way out. Or I wouldn't mind seeing an interquel that somewhere in um, Code Geass where Lelouch had to, you know, deal with the situation and had 24 hours to deal with it. And um, But how could you do that since he's dead? I mean, 24 hours to study for a final exam. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> to juggle all these. Cause well, the didn't they do that with the with the whole kissing contest or whatever too? There you go. That was like a twelve hour thing. <laughs> Man's like trying to he's plotting the plotting against the uh, the the oppressive rulers and then getting chased by all the girls for the kissing contest. Twenty four hours for uh, Revolves to try to ask the president of the club out. <laughs> and failing. <laughs> and twenty four hours to see if Sasaku really did it. Oh, oh man, you know he did. Nice. Let's see here. Rod Parker on Facebook also went on to say, I'm going to go with Gundam Double O since there was enough characters, factions, and story arcs going on to keep it interesting. Also, it would give the opportunity for Ollie Al Sashas to be an evil Jack Bauer. Not a, not a bad thought. I would love to see uh, Ali Al Sausage <laughs> as an evil Jack Bauer just running around for 24 hours just massively killing people. What about a 24-hour show of uh, Sumeragi? Wake up, get drunk, wake up, walk around naked, get drunk. <laughs> command command, a, command I, I, a military action, get drunk. I, I would certainly watch that too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Slap Christina on the ass, get drunk. Have the, have the wild, wild turkey and coke. <laughs> as she's captain in the ship nice nice but um let's see we also have um a response here from scott Wat watchster also known as the foul sorceress on the mecha talk boards um he suggested bacano which i've never seen uh, although seen either. what's that i haven't seen it either i've seen clips and uh, bits and pieces of um of clips from it and i think it takes place in the early 1900s um i think that's the show uh, i'm probably dead wrong as usual and no, it, it, I believe it's set in like the 20s or the 30s. Mm -hmm. I've seen it. And then um, Greg, forgive me if I if I mispronounce your last name, Gu Hanad Nagam. Um, he suggested Gungrave, which I definitely think the uh, the last day in that show could definitely be um, stretched to 24 hours. Yeah. If anything, um, that that's a really great anime, and I wouldn't mind seeing the the last day with all the stuff that went on in it um, to be stretched out into that. I think that would be really cool. But um, then um, and uh, in addition to um, all these responses, there was one show that took the cake when it came to um, uh, stretching this show out or, or uh, revealing a new crisis in this series into a 24-hour um, real-time format, and that was uh, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. And uh, what were some of the responses on Twitter, Chris? Uh, let's see. Don Kango Jones, Ghost in the Shell, SAC. Man, straight to the point. <laughs> Uh, Hisui RT. My answer would be Ghost in the Shell. I think it could work really well. The characters in the plot are strong enough to pull it off, oh so very well. I'd have to agree, and you pretty much can throw anything on Section Nine, and you know, they, if if you threw them, and they kind of did it with a lot of those standalone mm -hmm. episodes they had. Um, a lot of times they were within a day or two of uh, the, you know, they'd have to actually 
save the person or kill the perpetrator or whatever it was. So I could I could definitely see that myself. Same here. And um, there were also uh, quite a few on on Facebook. Uh, our longtime listener, the Hod, mm-hmm. said that uh, Gitz Sack would benefit the most from this style of story. <laughs> Gitz Sack, huh? Gitz Sack. Uh, also, uh, JCN Casval mm-hmm. and Adam Ankara, and uh, one of my South Florida boys, uh, William Aquado, who said, nice. There is only one first choice for such Gitz Sack. Bubblegum Crisis would also work well. Bubblegum Crisis would not be bad. I, I would like to see that. Um, another cyberpunk series as well, and they they dealt with some high velocity situations. I wouldn't mind seeing. Um, uh, I forget the name of the episode, but um, there's one where they're dealing with a satellite cannon, and um, I think that would make a good, uh, I guess, a good uh, super weapon to to try to stop <laughs> type situation in um, in Bubblegum Crisis if they had to redo that again in that format. But um, what were you guys? Um, any any opinions from you guys as to what animes would work well in a 24 hour? Um, a real-time format? Oh, I, I have one. Oh, go ahead. I, th- I think it'll work pretty well. I'd probably make the series better. Oh. Destiny. Oh. Because there was only enough story for one day in that show. <laughs> so if you did a... <laughs> so if you did it in the uh, in the 24-hour format, it'd probably be a more enjoyable show. Chris? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How many, how many uh, hours would we have, though, of, of Kira and Lakus just sitting around in the, in the orphanage with, the, with the, uh, all the little uh, poor kids? <laughs> Probably, probably the first twelve, and then you know, then he gets freedom, and then the, an hour later he gets the upgrade to strike freedom, and then nice. you know, wash, then wash. Repeat. Twenty minutes later, whoops, Shin's butt. Yeah, <laughs> save the world. You know, because um, and actually, it it would it would show it it would make um break the world look m- more sense. You know, they basically showed like an hour of it in the in the fifty one episode show. So you know, you could just show okay, this happened one hour later, everything's cool. So. Not a bad, not a bad choice. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Probably would make more sense. <laughs> I was su- mm-hmm. more surprised that uh, in the fan responses that nobody had mentioned Pat Labor. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like just a, an obvious choice of, you know, police force that investigates all sorts of things, whether it's petty crimes or criminal masterminds or foreign governments or criminal organizations. So, mm-hmm. you know, given all the sorts of storylines that they go through, uh, like in the movie... Well, in the movie, the you know the the storyline of the labors going berserk because of the uh, the HOS implanted in all of them, and you know all culminating into this mass event at the um, Tower of Babel. That would have been a great story for a twenty-four hour thing, or the way in the TV show that they um, had all those continuing storylines with uh, Shaft and with the Griffin. Yeah, you know them unleashing some sort of plot, or how in the second movie you had. Um, you know all these uh, conservatives from the Japanese military uh, building up for a coup d'état. That right there would be a that's that's a twenty four type story right there. Yeah, that would have been perfect in in a real time format. Definitely. I thought I thought that Papa Labor would make a a really good show to 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 take on that format too, being that they are the, you know the police. <laughs> they have to deal with all sorts of uh, high high risk situations and, and crises all the time. I, I thought that would have made a really good um. A format to to put upon that series, but um, any other any other um any other series come to mind, Chris? Uh, One Piece. No. There you go. <laughs> I have one. Uh, go, uh, Cowboy Bebop. That'd been kind of cool. Like if if you had like twenty four hours to get um, you know, twenty four hours to get uh, <laughs> na- to get real beef for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> 
exactly <laughs> 24 hours on how to lose your bounty <laughs> how to how to get your bounty but um to lose the reward hours of face scamming people there you go exactly <laughs> <laughs> although the 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 movie the movie the premise for the movie that they um that uh, cowboy bebop had wouldn't be a bad one since they had to try to avert a virus from um killing the people of mars <laughs> So you know they were they were in some high pressure situations, and I you're right, Cowboy Bebop wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, I think uh, like a sub story within Outlaw Star would probably work well, since yeah. you know they had plenty of race against time situations, including um, you know that three episode arc of the uh, that big space race. Yeah, I love that. I love those episodes. So I definitely think Outlaw Star would be a good candidate for uh, for that treatment. Mm-hmm. Any um any other series that come to mind at all? Um, yeah. why why y'all think I, ha- I I'll, I'll run down a few of mine. Um, I I definitely think Gundam Double O if they did a, a new chapter or story, um, you know, with some kind of all of a sudden crisis that 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 um celestial being gets thrown into, I think that would make a pretty good um format um for storytelling in that show. Code Geass, um, Pat Labor, and one of my um Double O. Mm-hmm. Graham has twenty four hours to decide which nationality he wants to attach himself to now and impersonate. <laughs> This time he's going for German. <laughs> no, he's become an Aztec warrior. There you go. <laughs> His name is Mr. Quetzalcoatl. <laughs> Mr. Quetzalcoatl. What about um? What about Turn A? Turn A twenty four. Turn A. <laughs> the uh, the the that pre- might work. That might work better towards the end of the series. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if I'd want to see uh you know twenty four hours of. You know, Laurent in the will, mine. Will Laurent, you know, clean up the house? Will Keith <laughs> bake the bread? <laughs> or 24 hours will of Fran, uh, Gwen. Fran get the story for the newspaper. <laughs> Laurent yelling at the moon. <laughs> or what about uh, what about 24 hours of Gwen? Uh, you know, uh, opining for or lusting for uh, or Laurent, Laurent, or Laura, Laura. <laughs> I must have her. I must have him in a dress. <laughs> Oh man! What about a twenty-four hours of Gurren Lagann? I don't know if I want to see, don't want to see um, twenty-four hours of tanning salon trays doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, what about twenty-four hours of Gurren Lagann? Could that? Ooh. Could there be? Would there be more explosions or what? <laughs> that or, would just be a sensory overload that would just cause mass epileptic seizures beyond even Pokemon levels. Ooh. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't say. Um, uh, Gal Gygar either. That'd be terrible. Hey, there's one for you in twenty in twenty four hours. Pokemon. How many can you catch? How many can you catch? <laughs> Pokemon. How many How many times will Pikachu fight and and make it through? <laughs> how, him, how many yeah. times will Team Rocket attempt to uh, attack and fail and go blasting off again? There you go. Or or, or just focus on Ash's mom. Why you would let a ten year old kid just wander the countryside? With, uh, with the animals. Capturing dangerous animals. <laughs> <laughs> that could kill him at any second. Yeah. <laughs> and it just seems to good that just seems to be uh that just seems to be a given in that world that you have, you know, ten year old children just traveling around by themselves. <laughs> uh, Forget school. Capturing dangerous animals. <laughs> and there's no worries about, you know, like pedophiles and molesters. Right, yeah, that's and, tough, yeah. <laughs> I choose you, pedo bear. Oh <laughs> too old. Oh Ash. <laughs> Pedal Bear does the too old attack. Man, I know um one of mine I'd I'd like to do is uh Master Keaton, uh given the fact that that man's always thrown into situations anyway where he has to rescue somebody. What about or... Street Fighter anime? 
You could do 24. It's, it'll take Ryu 24 hours to walk to the tournament. Wow. I'm and gonna... and and five minutes to beat up Sagat. <laughs> <laughs> or it could it could be uh, 24 hours of uh, you know M Bison just raping and killing people, and he'll Ooh. be like. For you, it was one of the defining moments of your life. For me, it was <laughs> Tuesday. Just, it was Tuesday. <laughs> and that, that would be the day it would take place on. <laughs> it's such a killer line, too. <laughs> but, if anything, I wouldn't mind a, a Street Fighter 1 if it was done right with all the characters in there. I guess it would be cool, but I, I don't think, um, I don't know. You have to get past the conceit of the Live premise. action? Live action, not not live. Man. I would, it would have to be animated. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Live action. Live those a- those no. movies did so well. Oh, my dear. oh, Is here's it? one for you guys. Mm-hmm. Here's one for you guys. Votomes in 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> How many people can Chirico kill? How many uh, ATs can he uh, destroy and 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 use again? Will he go through? <laughs> he's um, he, he's he's. If anything, he's got some Jack Bauer qualities, but um. I th- I would hate to see the kill count at the end of that, that at the end of that day. <laughs> Actually, on a serious note, mm-hmm. one that I think would make a, a good candidate for uh, the twenty four treatment. What's up? That uh, nobody else I know would mention. Space Adventure Cobra. Oh yeah. snap! Wow, that wouldn't be a bad one to be honest. That would be pretty badass because he's always like going on adventures and stuff and 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 rescuing people and and just just being a badass. Yep, him him and the. Uh, you know him and his uh, his android companion mm-hmm. going on adventures, screwing women, shooting people. There you go. His psycho gun. <laughs> what about That'd be um, the perfect candidate? What about your boy, go Duke Togo, Go Go Thirteen man? Oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> he what would... I want to know is how many episodes would be taken up of him just um, lying there, deadpan, having sex with some woman. <laughs> <laughs> him, him emotionally having women having sex with women. He's, he just he just lies there with that same stone cold expression on his face. They're going nuts, <laughs> having all sorts of orgasms every which way, and he's just lying there with that man. look on his face. Dang man, how does he do it, man? Freaking stone cold look. <laughs> <laughs> poker face, delivered with a poker face daily. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's not even a poker face. That's just like it's just a murder face. Yeah. Because <laughs> he has that same face, whether he's with some woman or whether he's beating somebody up or whether he's sniping somebody. Sniping somebody. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's pretty uh, he's pretty unemotional. <laughs> Good thing he doesn't talk much. Yeah, it must must be easy to illustrate him. Same look all the time. I would love to see him have a look of surprise on his face. I can't even imagine it. <laughs> I've never you? seen it, and I'm sure it has never happened and never will happen. Damn. What could surprise this guy? God damn, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> seen it all. He's seen it all, and he's killed it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <I was> like, <laughs> and done them all. Oh, here's, you know, here's another one that'd that, uh, be perfect. Uh, Lupin. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. That would be yeah. the, uh, the, the biggest heist ever in 24 hours. The 24-hour caper. <laughs> the Ocean's Eleven uh, Lupin. Ooh. Ocean's Eleven Lupin, man. Round the clock thievery, and um, and uh, what's it? Um, <laughs> he's awfully sexist, right? <laughs> he, he always, always messing with um Fujiko and whatnot too. Man, twenty-four hours of her—that wouldn't be too bad. That wouldn't be too bad. Well, there'd be probably about three hours of her naked. There you go. So, how about um Captain Harlock, Neil? 
How about him? Mm. What? Uh, uh, 20, 24 hours of 24 hours of that with 18 of it. Him sitting in that cool ass chair with the with the getting gu- uh, getting wine delivered to him. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and, and his first mate playing with uh, plastic model airplanes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe if you want old school though, what about Crusher Joe? That might be pretty good Crusher too. Crusher Joe is off the chain. Yeah, I would have to second that one right there. Maybe even the dirty pair. Ooh. The lovely angels. Not a bad See deal. how they could screw up things in I 24 s- hours? I see how you transition from the one one character in that universe to the next. Yes. <laughs> nicely said, nicely segued. Nice. Well, if we're going if if we're still on people who do uh crimes and capers and investigations, mm-hmm. uh here's one here's a twofer. Uh Riding Bean and Gunsmith Cats. Yeah. Oh! I, and I, I think the thing that we're kind of noticing with this is just like in uh, 24, the show where it's more of investigation or, you know, like counterterrorism or something like that. Yeah. Those are kind of the stories that it would work a little bit more. So, I mean, uh, the uh, the one-year war in 24 hours, uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Don't think that would work. Yeah, I mean, we could probably do the 365. They could do 365 <laughs> and just cover that. Yeah. You could you could do the that one week cool. war in, in, in seven seasons. That's right, yeah. <laughs> so, but you know that, that that's pretty much the way I would see it because and you know there was there's a lot of um, a lot of shows that like investigative like that and you know so. If anything, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of a uh, lot of good suggestions up in here. Uh, any any last ones that you guys have at all? What about an animated twenty four? There you go. Hey, anime. I'll tell you what. Keith uh, Southern with anime eyes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me tell you, man. He's I, I've, I've seen commercials. I know they love Jakubawa. They do. They I, do love him there, out there. If anything, that that that, that must it must have been a sad day in Japan when that show, the end of the show, got announced over there. Although they're probably watching it now. But um, <laughs> if anything, um, yeah, I know that the, he's very popular in Japan. So um, they um, in 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 a side note, um, there's a series, uh, a remake of an old anime series from back in the day called Yatoman. And there's a character in that show that is actually a tribute to Jack Bauer named Chuck Power. And if you oh, go yeah. if you go to YouTube and look that up, his, there's one scene of him like um, urgently needing to use the bathroom and there's someone already in the stall. So he kicks the stall open and throws the dude out. <laughs> he, like, he doesn't not only kicks the stall open, he shoots the lock. Like Jack Bauer always does, kicks the door open and then um, hey, they kicks do the a, dude out. <laughs> they could do a they could do a Godzilla or an Ultraman movie in twenty four hour style. That wouldn't be badass. That would be badass. I don't know if it'd be badass, but it, they could do it. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> be Shot like Cloverfield, but yeah. um, but have Godzilla in the in a tight situation with with the Japan Defense Force helping him out or or fighting him or yeah, usually fighting him. Usually, any other thoughts and ideas before we wrap this up? I think I'm spent. Oh man, too. well then. That's enough. That's enough real time action for us today here on Gundam at MAHQ. We'll be back in just a moment. Being dead. You've taken this extremely well. Taken what extremely well? That I'm here. I don't give a goddamn if you're dead or time traveling or the ghost of Christmas past. All I care about is this whiskey. So bottoms up. Get the hell out of my house. 
Whatever you do, don't let the reactor temp get too- You mean like this? We are so screwed. With our <laughs> luck, I'm really not surprised we're stuck defending the entire city again. Quit being such a whiny bitch, Asuma! One nine hundred Artesia, your call is very important to us, so- Amuro, how did you get this number? He also didn't use protection when we were riding, and then he just pulled out without letting me finish. Then he threw some money at me and drove away, and then he- What? Maybe it's something psychological, you know? I'm sure a lot of guys cry for their mommy once in a while. Who touch me? Put on your line. Pants Asuma, we're gonna go frame God. Yar, the old girl, the is tired as her captain. You know, I'm beginning to not care anymore. Remember that thing that keeps us in the air and not on the ground? You mean the drive system? Yeah, it escaped into the mountains. God damn it! I hope it finds a good home. Watch Gunted Ren Studios Mobile Suit Gundam Abridged now with 33% more awkward. Check it out at www.youtube.com slash Studios. Describe what Marcellus Wallace looks like. What? Say what again. Say what again. I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Alright everyone, welcome back, uh, this is your host Neo, and uh, so concludes episode 55 of Gundam at MHQ. In this episode, we started off our Ghost in the Shell roundup with the 1995 feature film of Ghost in the Shell, aptly titled. Um, <laughs> and then our second um, segment, we did a kind of a what if, and this was kind of an interactive uh, listener thing with uh, through Facebook and also Twitter. Uh, Sogo had proposed the question of what animes would you like to see maybe a sequel of uh, done in the 24 style, the uh, real time, the, the recently concluded uh, show with um, Jack Bauer, who oh. like I, you know Jack Bauer does everything. It seems like he's like the the new MacGyver, but. Um, <laughs> And uh, so, so that's it there. Uh, any MHQ news, uh, Chris? That's newsworthy? Uh, not really. Just uh, busy working on stuff, uh, as people see, if they follow the Twitter feed. And uh, some new sections on the way pretty soon. All right. Uh, Solbro, any last comments, issues, no, concerns? This, usually I have, I have like 40,000 things to say, but this time, not much. All right. Just want to thank the listeners for listening. And um, other than that, other than the... Um, the rate of the same old, same old. All right. Well, um, why don't you give us some of the ways that people can give a contact to us? All right. Well, um, of course, you know, you check us out at mahq.net. That's right. The Mecha and Anime Headquarters, the all-new Mecha and Anime Headquarters. As Somewhat it's, new. It's, it's, it's going through some changes. Uh, bear with us. It's, it's, it's looking good so far. Sucks. <laughs> also, Gundam.net if you want to find information on all our previous episodes, including this one. And um, you can also uh, check out the forums at Mechatalk.net, the official forums for MAHQ, and where you can find the forums for Gundam as well um you can find us on facebook twitter um which is uh www.twitter.com slash m-a-h-q d-o-t-n-e-t and we're on I itunes i hope i hope facebook doesn't have all our personal information it sure does even credit card numbers oh man <laughs> but on <Mr>. gundam <laughs> at m-h-q uh, you can find us on iTunes and Zoom and um, reach us by email at GundamMAHQ at gmail.com. All right. Well, that's great. Um, well, this is it. This is episode 55. We'll be back in a little bit with episode 56. 
Thank you for everybody um, supporting us. And remember, always support our sponsors, Petco and GoDaddy. Uh, especially GoDaddy's got some great um, great deals if you want to start websites like IHateChrisGuanche.com or Gundam Sucks at .com or something like that. And VivaLaTroll.com. Yeah, VivaLaTroll. <laughs> so uh, definitely suggest that. And if you have animals, definitely you know check out Petco because um, you know animals need to eat. So. And, and play with things. So, so we'll be back. have a fetish where you like animal food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're a furry. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Get your dog collars up yeah. at um, you went petco.com. You went, you went too far. <laughs> so where I went too just, far. Just a little. Too far. Just a little. All right. Uh, we'll be back. And thank you for listening. This is Gundam at MHQ. We don't know if this is what they're after, but the sector shows energy consumption has jumped to twice its normal level, and there's every reason to believe that that's what they came for. Excuse me, sir, but the AI unit reported that a tank broke down and it'll take four hours to repair. Why didn't you say so earlier? Kusanagi, rendezvous with Bateau and the others and prepare for infiltration. Togasa, widen the seal-off zone and check all major installations within a five-kilometer radius. On the double! Gundam at MHQ's Shinjuku Station in the MHQ production. I probably get called Jack now more than my real name. Yeah. Uh, which, and, and the worst part is I think I've started to respond to it. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. Um, but for me, Jack Bauer, I mean, the real difference between myself and Jack Bauer is Jack Bauer's just in a much greater hurry yeah. uh every you know I, I could go to a restaurant and just say i want a glass of water jack bowers i need a glass of water it's not funny it's quite funny jack uh, <laughs>